Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hello, Caviar Dreamers. I'm Margaret Josephs. And I'm Lexi Buputo. And every week we are bringing you entrepreneur real stories from leaders, disruptors, change makers, and risk takers. We may not be serious, but we seriously mean business. Well, Caviar Dreamers, here. Hello, Caviar Dreamers. We're back again with a fabulous blonde in the hot seat. I hi, know. Olivia. Hi. Hi, Lexi. Hi, Margaret. Hi. From Protect My Shoes, our, my friend Olivia, who I've known for quite a while, and she's an entrepreneur. She's amazing. But, you know, she's a lot of things. You know, she's a mother. She's a wife. Are you a wife again? Engaged. She's engaged. Same shit. Um, (laughs) Basically, basically same thing. But, you know, we immediately bonded. We're introduced by a producer from Housewives in New Jersey. And he's like, you're going to get along great with my friend Olivia. She came to one of my first parties I had on the show. And she has this fun and fabulous business called Protect My Shoes. And it's basically it started out as you want to, Olivia, you say what it is because it's these great shoe inserts that I love. Thank you. Well, yeah, well, I'm a self-proclaimed shoe addict. I, I don't shy from that. I'm proud of it. And I was just tired of the tissue paper stuffing that you get with every shoe purchase. And I had purchased a brand new pair of beautiful, luxurious shoes. And I'm opening the box like a little kid in the candy store, all excited. And I'm just sifting through all this paper. And I thought to myself, there's got to be a better alternative. So I had my aha moment. And that's how I invented my patented shoe stuffers. I know. So listen, you, you stuff the shoes because this is, I always say like women particularly create businesses out of necessity. Yes. You know, out of a need, like they need something and they're like, wow, this is a great idea. There's nothing in the market like this. So you were like, I need something. So my shoes, like when you kept them in your closet, they're these beautiful things that you keep in the in the toe of your shoe. Yeah, I call them candy for your shoes because they come in so many fun prints and colors. And it's really the little things in life that really, I think, make things sweeter. And when you're going to use something every single day, you may as well make it pretty as well. So I call it like candy for your shoes. OK, now, how long ago did you start this? So I started over six years ago now, which is so crazy to to think about that. But I also don't like to say six years because 
I had about a three-year hiatus where I ended up working for a magazine in my area in Boca Raton. And I thought I could do both. And it was really hard. I had a, a, a two-year-old, a really young kid. That job took over. So unfortunately, my business kind of took a little bit of a, of a backseat. But over two years ago, I said, enough. I am going to give it my all. And it's been great. So yeah. Was that scary to kind of like say, okay, I'm going to quit this job and go back? Yeah, I think, you know, just being an entrepreneur is scary because big risk, big rewards, but also big risks, big falls. So, of course, you know, there's always some worry, there's self-doubt that I still have to fight through, you know, on a regular basis. It's not easy. So, yes, it definitely was a bit scary, but I also felt ready and excited. And I think that even the market was ready for my product, I would say more so after than when I first launched it. So again, I think the timing was right. I think the shoe industry has had such a huge like resurgence and also in price in the shoe industry. We were in Saks the other day in the shoe department and I was laughing when I picked up a pair of shoes that was $795 and thought, oh, that's that's cheap. Yeah, you know, no. because now every pair of shoes is like yes. twelve hundred. Yeah, every luxury shoe brand is over a thousand dollars. There, which is like, and it's like it's normal for a luxury shoe brand to be over a thousand dollars. If you get a pair of shoes for eight hundred dollars, I don't want to. And I know for the everybody, you know, it's unaffordable. <laughs> but I see everybody wearing these expensive shoes. Everybody has a red bottom shoe. Yeah, a Louboutin that everybody wants. A Louboutin. Everybody has this. People save up for it. So it's not abnormal. So you have to treat these shoes right. I mean, these are these are coveted things. They last longer than most marriages. You have to take good care of them. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Right. Yes. So I think that's why I protect my shoes. So what, why is it important? Tell me, I mean, to stuff these shoes. Well, again, we're in a in a world where we're talking a lot about sustainability. So you want to elongate the lifespan of your shoes, of your clothes, of your things, right? You know, that's good for the environment, number one. Number two, you just said we're spending so much money. Life is expensive, period. Everything now is expensive, you know? Frozen yogurt the other day was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I just spent $11 on a little thing. So everything is crazy expensive. And shoes are one of those. So I think it's important to protect your beautiful things, you know, and you want to enjoy them for a long time. So it's kind of goes hand in hand, the sustainability and also taking care of your things so that you can have them for a really long time. Exactly. Now, what did you do prior to starting your company? Oh, gosh. Well, I lived in China for 10 years. Oh, okay. Wow. Tell us about Did you that. know that? Is no, that we all? didn't know okay. that. Tell us. Little fun fact. So I studied Mandarin at university and I studied abroad my junior year and just fell in love with it. I lived in Beijing. So after graduating, I was going to go to law school and I decided, let me get a year of work under my belt. So I picked a random date on the calendar, flew out to Beijing, no job in line, nothing. I had, I think, $2,000 in my bank account. Wow. And yeah. that's impressive. <laughs> it's it's very gutsy. And scary and very. gutsy. Okay. Like, I don't think I would do this now, you know, but I think in your 20s, you're free, you're carefree, you don't have responsibilities. And so I went, long story short, one year turned into 10 years. I ended up working for a company, a private equity firm who was, and they were doing a lot of projects in mainland China. And I became kind of the marketing liaison between our foreign partners, our Chinese partners. And then I ended up also running their research institute at Peking University. So, okay. That's very (laughs) impressive. Like, so I just want to know, I want to go back. 
There's yours. You get off the plane. Yeah. I mean, you're tall. You look like a model. You're blonde. Yes. You get off the plane. Were you like, okay, I'm going to a hotel? Like, what, what, what was like the first thing you did? <laughs> well, I luckily had a wonderful homestay family when I studied there. So they took me back in for two months as I was searching for a job. So they were great, but definitely scary. I'll never forget when I went to study. I had already two years of Chinese under my belt. I thought I was good. I'm fluent. This is fantastic. After two days of being there, I call home and I'm telling my mom crying, I don't understand anything. <laughs> and she's like, just hang in there, hang in there. And sure enough, after two, three months, it really clicked. So again, you know, and it was one of the best experiences of my life. So I think it's, again, just always keep persevering, going through those obstacles because there's always a light, you know, at the end of the tunnel. You have two children. Do you speak to your children in Mandarin? So I do. My older one is taking Mandarin. I only speak to my kids in French because that's yes. my mother tongue. So I really want to make sure that they speak their mother tongue. But my older one is taking Mandarin and the little one is catching on. He's saying ni hao, zai jian, xie xie. I think my little one my two and a half year old is a bit of a linguist. So, yeah, that's well, amazing. I, well, obviously, his mother is. That's very, <laughs> yeah. very impressive. What was your favorite thing about the Chinese culture? You know what I, I, I loved about the Chinese culture, or I still do, is they really, really embraced me and they really wanted to get to know me. And I think that they were very welcoming, which I think sometimes we don't really think that. But they really embraced me and I, I was able to learn a lot from them and just learn about their culture. They, they're very big on relationship. And I think I apply that in, in my everyday. I think relationships are everything in personal life and business life. It's everything. So I feel like I, I learned a lot from them in, in that regards. Yeah, I, I like that. I do agree. It's like I've done business in China or a lot of the people I do business yeah. with do business in China. And it is based on relationships with your factory and they, mm -hmm. yeah. and a lot of the they fly over and they want to meet you and, and build a relationship yeah. which I think is they're true. also very proud aren't they they're very proud they're proud of their culture and they're proud of what they can achieve and yeah. bring to the table and I think that's a nice thing in business when people want to share so much it's true and their history is unbelievable so mm -hmm. yes. yeah that's a whole other thing that is do you manufacture in China? I do manufacture in China. So that's a that's a help. <laughs> that's a plus because you do speak Mandarin. I do. And I've been with my manufacturer since the very beginning. So that's also something I'm very proud of. I've been there. I've, I've sat with them. They're really they've been really great. They've supported me from the very beginning. So, again, I, I look at them more as partners and, and they've been with me along for the ride since the beginning. Now, did you have a lot of boyfriends when you were in China? <laughs> I like to ask. Yeah, no, we need to know. Oh, my gosh. Well, let's put it this way. I was in two long-term relationships. One guy originally was from Hong Kong. And my older son's dad is actually from Beijing. So oh. I did go, you know, the Chinese side. But yeah, that was then. <laughs> that was then. Does he still live in Beijing? Yeah, he still lives in Beijing. Mm -hmm. and, do, and does your son, do you guys go back and forth a little so bit? So pre-COVID, we would go very often. COVID really changed things. So now he's coming over, you know, instead of us going there. Oh, I love it. Hard. it. Yeah, it was hard. But again, we separated when my little one was one. So, you know, it, it's always been kind of the 
the normal for Guillaume, who's now eight and a half. And my fiance is great with him. So he's a wonderful father figure. So I always tell him, I go, you're lucky. You have two two men who love you, two dads who really do love you. That's the best so. attitude to have. Family, I was away recently, this weekend with like a lot of people who have incredibly different blended family situations. And if you commit to something and say yeah. it's going to be that way, kids are great and on board with it. A hundred percent. It's a modern family. It is. Yes. And I think if we don't over explain, it's much better. It's yes. just like there's no not making it so difficult for everyone. Agreed. And when that time comes, if there's more questions and things like that, we'll deal with it. But right now we're all good. I so. agree so much better. Mm-hmm. You mentioned earlier, like self-doubt is still, you know, something yeah. that you deal with, which I think everybody does. Are there any specific like tips and tricks? Do you do affirmations? Is there anything that you do? All of the above affirmations. I meditate. I make sure to take, you know, even if it's five minutes of quiet and just to basically write down all the things I'm grateful for. I think all those things really help. They really do. Again, it's all putting things into perspective. I think sometimes as an entrepreneur and you ladies know this better than anyone, you know, you put your all in, you know, 100 percent into your business. And that's all you think about. And sometimes it's good to kind of step back and say, you know, this is really not everything. Family, friends, experiences, that's what matters. At the end of the day, that's what we'll be remembered for. So putting things into perspective. I absolutely agree with you. Do you feel like you've learned to not sweat the small stuff? Because sometimes, like I was just telling you about my week, I, you know, sometimes I, I'm trying not to sweat the small stuff, but I could, I can become overwhelmed with the minutia. Yeah. Um, I was just having this conversation the other day with someone. I think, again, it's it's of course that that happens. That happens. I think we're all human. And so sometimes, depending on the day and how you're feeling, you know, something that's a non-issue might become an issue. So, yeah, absolutely. That happens. Listen, I'm some days I'm great and I feel like I've got a great handle on my feelings and emotions and the way I react. And other days I'm a basket case. So, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) There's a good book that I started on the plane called Badass Habits by Jen Sincero. And it's funny. It's really good. It's about forming a 21-day habit pattern of just changing things. A lot of it is about boundaries and not sweating the small stuff and knowing when to say no. And there's a chapter in the book where it talks about, like, if you're a person that is very heavily involved and has control and likes to, like, be very involved in other people's stuff, (laughs) wink, wink. Wink, Um, wink. You know, it can be very nerve-wracking to put up boundaries because you think this is what defines me. This is a lot of my personality. How do I put those boundaries in? It's a really interesting book. Well, I guess you're trying to hint, hint that I should read it. So obviously, maybe maybe I'll get that book. Olivia, do you have a team of people you work with? Yes, we have a team. Again, super small team. I think in this day and age, everything can be done via emails and FaceTime and WhatsApp and WeChat and all things. So really a very lean, lean, small team. But yes, we're about five. What what do you feel your strength is? I think I'm a great communicator. I hope so. This is like this is a tough question. It's not something I really think about. But I think I'm a good communicator. I really do care about how others feel. And, and so I always try and put myself in other people's position. And so, yeah, I think those are my strengths. What's your weakness? What do you feel that you're not as good at? What do you feel where that you're impatient? Struggle? I'm impatient. I'm a Leo. I'm impatient. Like I'm. Oh, so sometimes things, you know, especially when I'm pitching to brands and, and retailers, you know, 
I know what I'm pitching. I get it. And sometimes, you know, you don't hear back from them and that's frustrating and you have to keep going after them and after them. And, and so that, you know, sometimes, yeah, that gets the better of me in terms of my patience. So. Have you ever had like a mentor in like your previous career or like a leader that had qualities that you were like, wow, this is someone I really want to emulate or the opposite, someone I definitely don't want to be like? <laughs> yeah, probably the opposite with my first job. I, I It was the investment world. So, you know, very like tough and they, they break you down and they're yelling. And then I'm like, this is not for me. You know, this is not my cup of tea. So I definitely did not want to want to be that. And I think, you know, I look at my mom, who's an amazing, she's a businesswoman. She's an interior designer. I've seen her growing up, you know, having her own business. And she's just always so calm and poised and put together. And so I definitely, she definitely inspires me a lot. And you ladies inspire oh, me too. Thank you. And I'm not saying that because I'm here, but you know, like I said, you've been supporters of my of my brand from the very beginning. And, you know, it means a lot. It means a lot when you have people in your corner that are cheering you on. I think it's becoming so more commonplace for women to lift each other up, for women to network, for women, because there has been such like a patriarchal, like push against women's businesses. Yes, there now, has. I had a big fight this weekend with someone about oh. it who was like a guy who was like, you know, wouldn't it be so nice if you met a guy that said stay home and don't work? And I was like, no, no because I'm creative and I could never not want to work. Well, that's okay. You could be creative and then your husband could take the idea to market. I went absolutely ballistic, ballistic. Like you can't even imagine. And, and said I said this. Ollie Moore, I'll call him right out. Right <laughs> you know what, Ollie Moore? Ollie we Moore. have a thing or two to say to you. Ollie Moore <laughs> thought he was getting laid until he got put that comment out there. And he yeah. might have been until he put that comment out there. But what it a was chauvinistic. Like, I was so yeah. furious. And he has his own brands and stuff. And he was like, why is it important to women to say their company is female founded? And I was like, men like you. That's exactly. Why. It's, it is very important. Now, when you were looking for a new partner, your fiance, yeah. What, what qualities were you looking for in a man? Because you are a strong woman. And I think people sometimes, it's hard to find a partner that, you know, feels comfortable with women like us. Yeah, I love, I love that. And that's actually the reason why I left my previous relationship. He was great, nice guy, but didn't really want me to work. And I had friends who were like, what, you're living a great life in Beijing. You've got this, this and that. Why, why do you want more? And I was like, because that's that's me. I'm not happy, you know, just not being creative and, and working on a project. So my fiance is such a cheerleader. He supports me 100 percent. Listen, I'm here for a few days. He's at home watching the kids and, and holding down the fort. And I, he's my he's my biggest fan, you know, and, and he's like, this is your time, Olivia. So run with it. Oh, well, that's I mean, you know, that's so important to be with somebody who's who's part of the team, like a team member who's like cheering you on. Yeah, because, you know, I think everybody doesn't have that. And I think it's hard to find somebody to be with a strong woman. It is. How did you guys meet? We met through mutual friends, actually two different couples tried to set us up three years apart and they don't know each other. So it was like meant to be. But we ended up meeting on a blind date thanks to our friends, Athena and Tony, and they put us together and the rest is history. So, yeah. Now, what industry is he in? So he's a, a doctor. So he sold his practice, but he was a chiropractor and then he went into radiology. 
Okay. Totally different. Totally, totally different. different. Now, I, I just want to, I want to go back yeah, to the business a little. So protect my shoes. We shard, we, we sharded. We did not shard <laughs> because th- that would be very, very bad very because bad I'm business. not wearing any underwear. But with that being, <laughs> that would be embarrassing beyond belief. We started. <laughs> oh my God, oh this my is God. great. I love this. This is such a great Tuesday. We started with the... <laughs> wow, that was funny. We started with the beautiful shoe stuffers. So you've also branched down to other accessories, which are the shoe bags. Shoe bags, boot shapers. I love a boot shaper. Yeah. So we have the boot shaper, especially up north, right? We also are coming out in two weeks with a longer version of our shoe stuffers, which are great for sneakers and espadrilles and things that are higher on your foot. And then also golf shoe stuffers. So we're, Ooh. you know, always kind of thinking outside of the box and yes, I, I, I think that's, I think, that, yeah, I like the golf shoe. So are you, that's great. So expanding the brand, yeah. that's genius. Yeah. So are you selling a lot of retail stores? Cause are you selling just online? Tell everybody. Yeah. So we sell online. We sell in specialty boutiques throughout the country and then we do private labels. So that's kind of where I focus a lot of my attention is to work with brands, to create their own branded shoe stuffers and boot shapers and and things that kind of go in line with their with their brand, you know, whether it's part of the packaging or as an add-on to sell or a gift with purchase, there's different ways. So I spend a lot of my time on that. Yeah, I think that's very smart. And also, I think there's also a charity component as well, right? I'm always giving back, always. Yes, I've seen that. So important, like you ladies, you know, it's so important at the end of the day, you know, we're blessed. So we want to give back. And to me, that's everything. And I want to be able to do more. You know, I always say the more successful I am, the more I can give back. So that's an amazing attitude. Yeah, I know. What would you tell your younger self? Now you look back on your life, you see where you are now. What would like you tell your younger self? Oh, my God, this is such an amazing question. Oh, what would I tell myself? I think to to just keep persisting and and staying on that vision and not letting myself go left and right and just stay true to myself. Cause I think that now I'm very focused on that. But I think in the past I might've, you know, done a little detour because that's what I thought I was supposed to do. And I think it's just important to just stay as true to yourself and be authentic. And so I think, I think I would say that to my younger self. That's a great question, though. I'll probably start thinking about all these different things, you know, after this. But what would you tell your younger no, self? What would I tell my younger self? Good medical school. I would have been a great doctor. <laughs> you I'm a hypochondriac. <gasps> now, you, you know what? I'm, yeah, I think probably don't sweat the small stuff. And, and I do think to probably t- don't sweat the small stuff and, and probably go to medical school. I mm-hmm. think I would have yeah, been a great would. doctor because I am very... Mm-hmm. My career would have taken a different path, but I think I would have been a great doctor. I probably regret not being a doctor. Really? Really? Yeah. But you're so creative, don't I'm you think? So As a creative, doctor, you might I not feel like I would have been you a were great, fulfilled. I would have been a public figure doctor. I do think you I would have been the would. most stylish doctor. I would have yes. been a public. I'm so creative and I love being creative, but I would have been a great doctor because I'm such a hypochondriac. Yes. And I'm always diagnosing everybody and I prescribe medicine. Yeah. And you're very now. accurate. You are good. And at I'm it. pretty accurate. You I would have made a good litigator, too. Yeah, I do. Because I don't I don't let things drop. You don't let things drop. I don't drop. let things drop. But I don't enjoy that. No, I don't stressful. enjoy that. But I enjoy 
you know, making people feel better and getting to it and being caring about, yeah. you know, medical things. That's true. You would have been a great doctor. Do you think it's easier now also, to, to like in a very supportive relationship to say like, you know, it's good to stick to my path because you feel supported? Yes. I Again, I, I always thank my situation because I realize I am very blessed and in a different situation, given a different set of cards, it might not be the same. So yes, a hundred percent. I think that's something yeah. that people don't, look at in their life when they're ready to make big changes. If you, if you don't have people encouraging you, whether it's family, your circle of friends, if you have people saying like, mm, are you sure? Do you really want to leave health insurance? Do you really want to mm -hmm. like, do you want to take a risk? Like what if you fall down? If you don't have someone cheerleading along with you, it's very hard to cheerlead for yourself. It's hard. And being an entrepreneur can be lonely. You know, it's not always all rainbows and unicorns, it no. can be very lonely and you can get into your head. And so, yes, I think having a really strong support system, family, friends, you're going to get naysayers, right? Not everybody's mm -hmm. like, oh, this is great. Some people are like, oh, I don't really care, you know, about my shoes, whatever. But, you know, just having that support system definitely fuels you to keep going 100%. I think it's everything. And I think if people don't have a good set of girlfriends around them, female yeah. entrepreneurs, I feel like they should DM other entrepreneurs on Instagram. And it sounds so crazy, but they will write back to you and you will form little communities and you should join little groups and cultivate like creative people all together because it does. It's very helpful. How has social media changed your business? Do you use influencers? I, I, I ask a lot of people that because some people are like, I don't need the influencers. I do need it. Yeah, no, we do work with influencers. We also are working a lot with other designers, artists and doing collaborations. I love collaborating. First of all, it pushes me creatively, production wise. You get to do things you might not have done. So it's been really great. And in the process, forming new friendships and relationships with like-minded people. For me, Instagram, especially, I've had a chance to meet client prospects or just other entrepreneurs. And we get to share our experiences. If I have a question about something, the other day, someone asked me a question about manufacturing because she had to scale up. Happy to answer that. So yeah, I, I, I definitely do social media, but I, again, try to do it more organically. And, and wanting to grow that way. I mean, I, I want followers that are authentic and actually want to follow. And they like me, they like the product, they like what I'm doing, as opposed to, you know, just not having the real followers. So no, exactly. <laughs> you, you know, a lot of people ask, like, what advice do you have for people who are like start starting their business? Mm -hmm. Like women who want to get into mm -hmm. something? I, I have that question a lot. So I, what do people say is just like, I want to start my business and I'm afraid I have an idea. What what advice do you have for people like that? Oh, I, this to me, I, I, I've given this advice before. Don't wait for it to be perfect. You know, my product has evolved. When I look back at the first collection, which I think, Margaret, you have mm -hmm. a bunch of those pairs. I don't think they're as refined as now, you know. And so, again, the website when I first started was mm, very basic. Now, you know, it's much better. So I think just don't wait for things to be perfect. I think a lot of us especially women. I think we want to be perfect in everything, but you need to get started. You can, you're always improving all the time. So just get started and, 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 but don't go, you know, I would say also go in cautiously, you know, don't, you know, inventory wise, 
you don't need to go crazy. Try to, you know, again, just keep your risk at a minimum, but but go for it because you can always improve. I think that's very good advice. You know, we ask everybody who comes on three yes. questions, right? <laughs> and we um, do. I always say my success is 50% determination, 50% delusion. <laughs> you, you know, I was just, and delusion being a good thing because if I didn't believe my own hype, who would? What do you say that your success is, your percentages? I want to say then that probably... I think 70% hard work and I would say 30% luck. I, I do think there may be 40% luck and 60% <laughs> hard work. But because I do think there is some luck that needs to be there. You know, people you meet, things like that. People are willing to help open the doors. That makes a huge difference. So, yeah. I have a, I have a theory on luck, though. And again, I discussed this this weekend with a lot of different entrepreneurs. Luck is what you make. it. If you're sat at home waiting for things to happen, you will not be lucky. Like, no one's just like sliding into your DMs and saying like, hey, I have a business opportunity for you. You got out there. You moved to a different country. You took risks that put you in situations where you could be the recipient of good luck. I agree. And I think it's kind of I believe in the universe, like, you know, you, what you put out, you receive. Yes. You believe in that. So, I do. I do. Yeah. So I think if you put out this positive energy and, and you are putting yourself out there, you know, things happen. I believe in those listening to the signs of the universe, like when there's coincidental things happening, you have to like take a hold on those. And I had three of them yesterday. That oh, do so tell. Close. What happened? It was just so weird. Like, I was singing in my head a song that had been playing at an event. And it's not a common song. It's by Licky Lee. Uh, I will follow you. And I was singing it in my head and I opened my email and She's doing a collaboration with a brand and it's at the Licky Lee collection. Yeah, I don't as even I know was who singing Licky Lee the song. Oh. You know the song, I will follow, follow you. Do you know? I what? know the song, song, but I don't know who, I didn't know but it was yeah, by Licky Lee. Yeah, I think that's how you say anything. And it was right there. So that was weird. And then there were two songs of like the wedding that I was at that played all weekend and then I got into the Uber and they were back to back in the Uber. And well, then I came weird. home and you said to me, I found a maid. I listened to an amazing speaker, yes. Andy Dunn. Andy Dunn from Bonobos. And I said, I took two books away with me on vacation and his book, Burn Rate, was one of the books I was reading. So I know right now the universe is listening, so I have to be really careful mm -hmm. what I put out there. Yes, don't say anything crazy. Nothing crazy. <laughs> Nothing, only good things. That's great, though. That's exciting. It's like an exciting feeling. Right? Yes. It mm -hmm. is. What entrepreneur real advice would you give to people? Not like the business plan stuff. Like yeah, the no, real... I don't have a business plan. I just go with it. That's <laughs> us too. Us too. You know, I think, I think again, going back to it not being easy as an entrepreneur, you know, you're going to get more no's than yeses. And so I really, when I get a no, I just think to myself, okay, new opportunity. Let's move on. We can close that chapter or that not chapter, but that door. I know I'm not getting anywhere right now. So let's move on. And I think it's always kind of good to just redirect that attention. So to me, no is not no. It's just new opportunity. And you'll hear back from me in about six months. You'll hear from me because, again, things change. Right. But I just think, again, taking a negative and turning it into a positive. 
but without being delusional either. I mean, listen, you know, not every business does succeed, unfortunately. No, no, I agree. So, I agree. Redirection is a really important tool yeah. that I think people struggle and with. And I think redirection, that's a very good one because no one who's come on has told us about redirection. No, and, and I think about that's it. very, very important. In everything, in relationships, knowing when something is over and moving on is a very important thing. Yeah, don't don't be an ankle holder, people. No, we know a lot of those. We don't like an ankle holder. Oof. We're an ankle biter. Oof, no, thank you. <laughs> None of that. What would you say was your defining big girl panty moment? When it was like my sink or swim, my you got to pull up those big girl panties or you're fucked. Oh, God, that's also another great question, because I, I feel like every, you know, every day I got to put on those big girl panties and those shoes and walk in like a, you know, a boss babe. Again, fake it till you make it. So you always have to have that extra confidence. So I don't really think that there's that one defining moment. I feel like it's an everyday thing, you know? I think I think when I step away from the house, you know, and the kids are all taken care of and I'm I'm going in for work. Yeah, you got to seize the day, forward. you know. Yes. So, you, so every day is your big girl. Every panty day moment. is a yes. big. Yes. Exactly. Every day is your big girl panty moment. <laughs> I just just question. Do you put on makeup every day and, and get ready for work every day? Or do you ever just are you in your pajamas working? At no, the house? no. I, I, I even if I'm working from home or going into the office, always get dressed up. My, my friends will always, I mean, they'll tell you, they'll joke. Olivia's always, she'll go to the playground and she's dressed up. I, again. But it's your game face. It's my game face, but it also makes me feel good. I think we're all in here. We dress for ourselves, you know, it makes us feel good. Yes. And there is a confidence, you know, in that. So I really do dress for myself, really not for anybody else because it helps me and my self-esteem and my confidence and, and my self-doubt that I talked about. So, Yeah. That's good. I have to I have to work on getting in the shower quicker in the morning. No, but I feel like you have to be so switched on and so made up so much that you're allowed to take a breather. That's true. Yes, that's you know true. I mean. That's true. It I'm, a, impact- I'm a robe girl till I leave the house sometimes. But that's it doesn't nice impact too. your performance. No, no, so. I don't know. I'm a pacer. I pace around the house and get my stuff yeah. done. And I have a question. Do you have any friends who grossly mistreat their footwear and do you intervene if so? <laughs> That's a great question. No, I don't intervene, but I do tell them that they're committing shoe crime. So, yes. you know, but I don't ever push my product on anyone. You know, I'm not a hard salesperson. You know, I think you either love it and you get it. Or if it's not for you, it's not for you. And that's OK. We can still be friends. Yes. You know? What's your favorite shoe brand? Oh my gosh, right now. Well, I just got these shoes in Paris. So I'm like loving love. these. They're Miu Miu. They're beautiful. Um, I love a good Miu Miu. I love your called Gaia's. That's I think really they're doing great things. There's a cool Parisian brand too called Nomase. Really cool. So I'm actually really kind of looking at the emerging brands right now. I think they're coming out with really different looks, but that are still like classic. Like I could, you know, wear them for years. So who do you hate? Who's overrated? Nobody. <laughs> Nobody. You're so not a housewife. Spoken like a true Olivia, you're too woman. nice. I know, but T. Margaret, always. Thank you. So. Thank you. <laughs> well, Olivia Holis, thank you so much for coming on Caviar thank Dreams you. Tuna Fish Budget. Could you tell everybody where to find you? Yes. So Instagram is at Protect My Shoes. Website is protectmyshoes.com. And yeah, I really appreciate the two of you. Thank you so oh, much. Thank you thank so much you. for coming on. You are so lovely, so smart, fun, and you know what? Everybody should order her things, make your shoes look even more beautiful. And they're great. And they keep your shoes healthy and last longer. And they're great for packing, by the way. I pack them Mm -hmm. because I never want my shoes to get crushed in my luggage. No, if you've spent on those shoes, you better yes. be taking care yes. of them. You owe Put it them to in them. And they look beautiful. And they're a great gift, by the way. I just yes. want everyone to say that Thank they're you. a great gift. 
Okay, thanks so much, Olivia. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye, Caviar Dreamers. Bye, Caviar Dreamers. Thanks for listening. And if you love the podcast, don't forget to leave us a five-star review at Apple Podcasts. Follow me at The Real Margaret Josephs. And me at The Life of Mrs. B. And the podcast at Caviar Dreams Tuna Fish Budget. Tune in every Wednesday for new episodes. Keep Keep dreaming, dreaming, Caviar Dreamers. Dreamers.